During my time at seminary, one of my classmates was diagnosed with cancer. See, when you leave your house and your home and your friends and your family to go hang out with God on the side of a mountain for three years, you think that somehow life will just pause until you can get your degree, get your collar, and settle on down back home. But apparently, life still happens. Family members still die, slab leaks still occur, and cancer still happens to the best, the brightest, and the most devout of us. My friend did not let her diagnosis stop her schoolwork, and she was able to find a medical team that could work her treatments around her schooling. Having many friends and family members who have gone through a variety of cancers, we were talking about her treatment one day when she stopped me. I hate how people talk about cancer as if it is a war, she said. So-and-so is battling cancer, or is fighting cancer, or has lost their battle. I went in thinking cancer was all about being strong and tough and kicking its butt. But instead, cancer has been the opposite for me. It has been the ultimate lesson in surrender. Surrender to God's will and to the wisdom of my medical team. What she said has stuck with me. In our culture, vulnerability is shameful. Weakness is shameful. Surrender is shameful. As we come up against external factors, such as world events, systemic sin, or pestilence on a scale we have never witnessed before in our lifetimes, these factors make us feel more and more vulnerable. And instead of admitting our fear or worry, we see people lash out in expected ways. Anger erupts over mask mandates. People shout down each other without any interest in actual discourse. And people stockpile whatever strikes their fancy that week. Toilet paper, guns, thermometers, gold, and hand sanitizer. We think we must outwardly demonstrate our strength, our wealth, our power. Or worse, we remain in denial about a very real threat. Like an ostrich with our head in the sand, we act like nothing is going on. We continue to see friends and families. We go to parties with little regard for mask mandates or social distancing guidelines. Most of us know better. But like Paul reminds us in Romans, this is not a new problem. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate. But behind all that anger and hoarding and denial, we are all in a vulnerable position right now. At the end of the day, when we end our posturing and our heads hit our pillows, many of us are ruminating on the day's numbers. We are worried for the health of our loved ones and for ourselves. We are scared about losing our jobs or devouring our savings. And we worry about when we may get to resume our lives that seemingly have been put on hold. Anxiety and depression are at all-time highs. Zoloft, an entry-level antidepressant, is out of stock at many pharmacies. And despite what we try to tell ourselves or tell the world, we have no control over our current situation. To a culture that prides itself on being able to pull oneself up by one's bootstraps, this is is terrifying. We feel small. 
We feel weak. And yes, we feel vulnerable. But Jesus does not come to the rich or the powerful or those in the best health. Jesus does not come to us because we are the earthly ideal of success. Jesus does not even come to those who are worthy. As we hear in today's gospel, Jesus is calling those who are the most vulnerable, the most exhausted, those who the world has neglected or forgotten. Jesus says, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. When life is good, when everyone is healthy, when we are gainfully employed, when we are comfortable, we can want God and our lives. We can attend church on Sundays. We can pray occasionally. We can pick up and discard God as much as we need so he fits into our lifestyle. But when life is not good, when we are scared or hurting or struggling, when we are sick or depressed or in pain, when we are angry and anxious and in the middle of a global pandemic, This is the time when we don't want God. No, we need God. We are desperate for God. This is the time when Jesus' words become balm for our souls. This is the time when we can truly surrender and rely on God in a way we can't when we think we can rely on ourselves. We are taught from a young age to be self-reliant, to cut the cords of dependence from those around us. Many of us are too proud to admit that we are sad, or struggling, or to ask for help. But that is precisely what God wants from us. God wants us to ask for help. He wants to take our burdens upon himself, and he wants us to replace our yoke with one of discipleship. Monkeys are smart and quick creatures. Think about how much trouble the raccoons in our backyards can cause. Now, imagine these raccoons are smarter and smaller, and they can swing through trees. Those are monkeys. Think of how much mischief they could manage in a village or a town. So in order to catch the mischievous monkeys in South India, the locals devised a fairly simple monkey trap. The trap consists of a hollowed-out coconut chained to a stake. The coconut has some rice inside, which can be grabbed through a small hole. The hole is big enough so that the monkey's hand can go in, but too small for its fist with rice in it to come out. The monkey reaches in and is suddenly trapped by nothing more than his own value rigidity. He can't revalue the rice. He cannot see that freedom without rice is more valuable than capture with it. So in the morning, the people come out, collect the monkeys, and I'm sure transport them to some monkey paradise far away so they cannot return to the town. The monkey is trapped by his own unwillingness to let go of his prize. All of us have things we are unwilling to give to God. All of us have that grain of rice and our tight little fist that we are unwilling to let go of. All of us have a part of ourself that we are unwilling to surrender. 
And most of the time, it is that thing in our life that is the heaviest burden, the burden we feel we must carry all on our own. It is that thing that traps us, that makes us unable to become the person God designed us to be, to love God more fully, to grow into an even more devoted disciple of Christ. God is willing to take our burdens off our shoulders if we are willing to give them to him. He is willing to take our anxiety, our busyness, our self-importance. God is willing to take our fear, our pain, our need for control. Discipleship is giving up all those things we think define us, all those things we think the world cares about, and replacing them with the identity God has given us with the way God views us, and with the gifts God has given us in order to bring about the kingdom. What are the things you are holding on to now that you refuse to surrender to God? Do you find yourself drowning in anxiety, reading every news article and Facebook post about coronavirus or masks or vaccines? Give those worries to God. Do you find yourself angry at the world for being selfish or ignorant or just plain evil? Give that anger to God. Do you find yourself being consumed by vanity and ego, convinced that you are the reason for your own success and looking down on others for not being more successful? Give that pride to God. God wants to take your burdens on himself, but he cannot do that unless you let go first. So pause. Take a breath. Ask God to help you with the load you carry, whatever that load may be today. And find rest for your weary soul.